Welcome to Michael Stone's podcast, Awaken the World. This podcast is part of an online community library we're developing, one that contains podcasts, videos, transcripts and booklets based on Michael's talks. The goal of this library and this podcast is to bring mindfulness and mental health into the spotlight. Through this work, we're creating new ways to wake up through socially engaged, conscious, spiritual practice. We're creating a culture of compassion and collaboration. We've left our physical monasteries and we're bringing them online. Before we get to today's podcast, I want to take a moment to ask you to consider becoming a patron of this podcast through Patreon. Pledging is easy and can be as little as $1 per month. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Michaelstone and click on the big orange button on the top right of the page. Thank you for listening. People in the back are so far away. Maybe you can come more to the side. There's lots of good real estate here in the corner. The weekend with you. I can't remember the last time that I taught a workshop and we were able to go swimming at lunchtime. And then eat fresh goat cheese. Except for the vegans. They got to watch me eat goat cheese. <laughs> when I was 18 years old, on my birthday, I went for a walk with my cousin Gerard at his house in Nîmes. Not so far from here. Down the road behind his house, there's a very big field. All covered over with grass and weeds. And when we were walking, he said, be careful. Because the ground is very uneven. Behind his house, the ground is all limestone. Derrière sa maison, le sol, c'est que des cailloux. And it has a grooves in it. Des bosses. And it's very easy to twist your ankle. Et c'est très facile de se tordre la cheville. So I said, what are all these grooves? Alors c'est, toi, c'est quoi toutes ces bosses? And he said, oh, that's the road from the Roman chariots. C'est à la route des, euh, des chariots romains. They drove along this limestone for hundreds of years. And this was their road. And it leads to various bridges. And a famous aqueduct. And I couldn't believe this. That underneath all this tangle of weeds and branches, there was a path. Il y avait un chemin that you couldn't see from up above. Qu'on pas très voir par, and I was 18, Il avait 18 ans. from Canada. Il venait du Canada. And in Canada, most people have a feeling Et en Canada, les gens ont la sensation that this is not really their home. Que ce n'est pas vraiment leur maison. That somehow they have moved here from somewhere else. And now we call it America. Maintenant, on appelle ça l'Amérique. 
But actually, North America is not so old. Alors, en fin de compte, le nord de l'Amérique n'est pas si vieux. For most of the population. Pour, le, pour la grande partie, la, une grande partie de la population. Who have come from countries all over the world. Cette population est venue de, de pays de, du monde entier. A lot of my family is from France and Poland. Beaucoup de sa famille vient de France et de Pologne. So, when I was 18 and I saw these Roman tracks, quand il avait 18 ans et qu'il a vu ces chemins romains, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Il peut plus s'empêcher de penser à eux. In a way, this is a little bit like meditation practice. Quelque part, c'est un peu comme une méditation, une pratique de méditation. When you look at your mind, quand vous regardez votre mental, it's a mess. C'est toujours en désordre. Weeds. Il y a des mauvaises herbes. Brambles. Sharp edges. Des côtés un peu coupants. Broken branches. Des branches cassées. Nobody has taken care of the field. Personne ne s'est occupé de ce champ. So, when we sit down to meditate, quand on s'assoit et qu'on médite, it's natural that we get anxiety. C'est naturel qu'on ait cette anxiété. Because we don't recognize our mind. Parce qu'on ne reconnaît pas notre mental. We think we're so smart. On pense qu'on est tellement smart. And maybe you are very smart. Peut-être vous l'êtes. Maybe you know several languages. Peut-être vous connaissez plusieurs you langues. You can drive. Vous pouvez conduire. You know how to grow food. Vous savez faire pousser de la nourriture. Maybe a combination of these things. Peut-être faire un peu de tout, de toutes ces choses. But still, when you sit still to look in your own mind, Mais pourtant, quand vous asseyez, que vous regardez à votre propre mental, either you space out, alors vous commencez à partir, dissociation, vous vous dissociez de la chose, and everything goes blank, et tout devient complètement, and you're almost asleep, blanc, et presque vous dormez. Or you're hyperactive, ou alors vous êtes hyperactif. Your mind is so busy. Votre mental est tellement occupé. But underneath this mess, Mais en dessous de ce désordre, there is a path. Il y a un chemin. It's very old. Il est très vieux. There is a part of you that's very old. Il y a une partie de vous qui est très vieille. Very much below your personality. Bien en dessous de votre personnalité. She sometimes doesn't get very much attention. Et souvent, on ne porte pas beaucoup d'attention. Because we're so busy working on our personality. We don't have time for the Romans. This week I've been uh, traveling around Antibes and in the hills. In every town there's an area where there's an old wall or a foundation and all the time you have a feeling that there is something deeper underneath our culture and it's physical it's not just an idea you can see it in the walls or behind the wash of the paint underneath the busyness of your mind sous, le, sous cet esprit très occupé, There is a deeper path. il y a un chemin beaucoup plus profond. It's not that important what the path is called. Ça n'a pas d'importance comment on appelle ce chemin. It doesn't belong to any religion. Il n'appartient à aucune religion. It doesn't belong to any system. Il n'appartient à aucun système. But you know when you're on it and when you're off of it. Mais vous savez quand vous êtes sur le chemin ou quand vous êtes sorti du chemin. You know when the work that you do vous savez quand vous faites le travail is in line with your values. Est en ligne avec votre, vos valeurs. You know when your heart is in line with your work. Vous savez quand votre cœur est en ligne avec uh, votre uh, travail. When your life is working along this path, quand votre vie travaille le long de ce chemin, things happen during the day. Des choses arrivent dans la journée. You bump into somebody. Vous allez and it's exactly who you needed to bump into. Or you have dreams. Ou alors vous avez des rêves. And you don't need to interpret them. Et vous pas de les Because you know what they're saying. Parce que vous savez ce dire. Even if they're confusing. Même si des fois vous êtes un peu confus. And irrational. Et, et pas très 
When you're living the life you're supposed to live, you start to look more beautiful. When you see people who are not on a path, quand vous voyez les gens qui ne sont pas sur un chemin, you can see it in their face. vous pouvez le voir sur leur visage. We all get the face we deserve. On a tous le visage qu'on devrait avoir, que l'on mérite. And other people can see in our face. Et les autres, et les autres aussi peuvent voir sur votre visage. If we're really practicing. Si on pratique réellement. With our whole heart. Avec tout notre cœur. Because your face starts to look more beautiful. Parce que votre figure commence à avoir l'air beaucoup plus jolie. And I don't mean beautiful like in a fashion magazine. Like the yoga journal. <laughs> in the teachings of yoga. And you also find this in the Buddha's teaching. Et dans les enseignements du Bouddha également. It said that life has three characteristics. Il est dit que la vie a trois caractéristiques. And today I'd like to talk about those characteristics. Aujourd'hui, il aimerait parler de ces caractéristiques. Because they form a path. Parce qu'elles forment un chemin. On which we live. Sur lequel nous vivons. Out of which we move. À partir de lequel nous bougeons. But first. Sitting meditation. Et d'abord, on va faire une méditation assise. Also, when I was 18, Aussi quand il avait 18 ans, I couldn't stop thinking. Il ne pouvait pas s'arrêter de penser. What am I going to do with my life? De ce qu'il allait faire de sa vie. Then, when I was finished with that, quand il avait fini avec ça, ses pensées, I was haunted by an idea. Il était hanté par une idée. A question. Une question. Why couldn't I sit still? Pourquoi je ne peux pas rester immobile assis? How come when I sat down to sit still? Pourquoi chaque fois que je m'assois immobile? I would be still for three minutes. Je serais immobile pour trois minutes. And then my mind would be insane. Et là, ma, mon, mon esprit devient complètement fou. And I thought everybody around me. Et il pensait que tous les gens autour de lui. Also has such a busy body avait également un, un corps aussi occupé. So how can they know what the best way to live is? Alors comment ces gens-là pouvaient savoir la meilleure façon de vivre? Because they're running around confused. Parce qu'ils courent dans tous les sens, et ils sont aussi confus. My little sister. Sa petite sœur. Is 10 years younger than me. A 10 ans de moins que lui. When she was 8 years old. Quand elle avait 8 ans. She sat down at the table with our family. And she said, "Why does everybody buy fast cars?" Is it so they can get to work faster? So they can get more money faster? So they can buy a faster car. So I decided I would learn how to sit still. Donc lui, il a décidé qu'il voulait apprendre à rester immobile. If I couldn't sit still, parce qu'il pensait que s'il ne peut pas le faire, then I would never have a meaningful life. Il n'aurait jamais un sens pour sa vie. Because I would just be running around like everybody else. Parce qu'il ferait que de courir dans tous les sens. In my community. Dans sa communauté. And in my family. Et dans sa famille. When you sit still. Quand vous restez assis immobile. And you follow your breathing. I like to remind you that it's a physical practice. In the asana practice, when you feel sensations in your body, you should breathe with them. And you should stretch them. And you explore them. When you sit still, you don't do that. So the people who have the most difficulty in meditation practice are yoga students because they're not used to feeling sensations in the open space of awareness watching the sensations arise 
Regardez, observez les, les sensations qui Feeling them change. Sentir comment elles changent. And allowing them to pass away. Et les, leur permettre de pouvoir partir. Instead, maybe your foot falls asleep. À la place, peut-être vos pieds vont tomber, vont s'endormir. And then you think you have nerve damage. Et après, vous pensez que vous avez abîmé votre nerf. And then you realize. That you have cancer of the leg. <laughs> you can picture yourself never walking again. Your friends pushing you around in a wheelchair. For the rest of your life. Which is very difficult with cobblestones. <laughs> Being mindful of each breath être conscient de chaque respiration stabilizes your attention stabilise votre attention so that when sensations arise in your body comme ça, quand les sensations remontent dans votre corps, you can feel them vous pouvez les sentir. you can notice them vous pouvez les, les you, you can see how they change vous pouvez voir comment elles changent. but you don't have to react to them vous n'avez pas besoin de réagir. And then you see that there is space et, vous, et là vous observez qu'il y a un espace between what you feel entre ce que vous sentez and what you think you need to do. et ce que vous pensez que vous devez faire. In the movement of asana practice, dans le mouvement des postures, although it brings up many sensations, bien que ça amène beaucoup de sensations, c'est plus difficile de regarder cet espace. Mais c'est plus difficile de voir quand vous et c'est plus facile de le voir quand vous êtes euh, immobile. So we take attention, Donc on amène notre attention like a wedge. Que wedge, je sais pas. A wedge. Une lame. Uh, une lame. Like a wedge, like um, une portion. What's that? Is, do you understand? Yeah. It's like a tool, yeah. attention, and you put it and you open up the space between what you're feeling and what you think you need to do. And we aim for that space. Feeling helpless? Feeling helpless is not a feeling. It's a mental state. So what is the feeling of feeling helpless? Because lui dit que c'est pas, c'est pas une sensation. Yes. Uh huh. So meditation is not about being passive. La méditation, c'est pas être passif. You're learning how to work with physical and mental states. Vous apprenez à travailler avec des états mentaux et physiques. From a place of stillness. À partir d'un endroit où, euh, immobile. So there's not so much reactivity. Comme ça, il n'y a pas trop de réactivité. Then this cultivates space. Donc ça cultive l'espace. So you can respond. Comme ça, on peut répondre. To what's arising. À ce qui va remonter. More creatively. Avec beaucoup plus de créativité. Mm -hmm. So when anger comes up when you're sitting, comme ça quand la colère remonte, quand vous you passé, learn how to feel and take care of your anger. Vous apprenez à sentir et à, à prendre soin de cette colère. So that during the day, comme ça durant la journée, when somebody says something to you, quand quelqu'un vient vous dire quelque chose, or you get a nasty email, ou vous avez un très mauvais email, you you know how to take care of what you're feeling. Vous savez comment faire à te prendre soin de vos sensations, de votre you sentiment. Don't so Vous n'allez pas réagir aussi vite. And 
your quick reactions et en dessous de ces réactions rapides is a deeper path il y a un chemin beaucoup plus profond and it's the path of creativity et c'est le chemin de la créativité being able to respond creatively être capable de pouvoir répondre créativement to any situation à n'importe quelle situation and then if you respond et après quand on répond and it wasn't a good response et ce n'était pas une bonne réponse you can let it go and then try again there's no perfect response you can try one thing and then you try another thing and then you try another thing because there's lots of space and formal practice teaches you how to do this in daily life vous enseigne comment le faire dans une vie de tous les jours au quotidien Formal practice is not designed for passivity. But sometimes on the outside, people might look in this room and say, look at all the yogis being passive. But they don't realize we're working with our agitation. And that's why meditation is an ethical practice. It's a very sophisticated form of activism. Because we're learning how to not contribute. Competition. Egocentric ambition. Anger. Jealousy, la jalousie into la the culture. Qui est dans notre culture. So, I'd like to say a few more things about this path. And then we'll have a break. Et on aura une pause. We'll drink some Pernod. <laughs> <laughs> My cousin Gerard, <laughs> when I was 18, he introduced me to Pernod. It's the most amazing thing. It's made from anise. You pour water in it, and it turns green. It's amazing. And then one day, I was drinking Pernod with him. We were both very drunk. I was 18. And then I had the realization... This tastes terrible. <laughs> Why am I drinking this? And then I never drank Pernod again. Because I'm in France, I'm remembering all of these old stories. So bear with me, please. Um, can we keep going? So... In the Yoga Sutra, Yoga Sutra and in the early teachings of the Buddha, et dans les euh, euh, du Buddha it's said that life has three characteristics. Il est dit que la vie a trois the first characteristic la première, is called Dukkha. La première dukkha. Have you heard this word before? Yes. Let's say it together. Dukkha. dukkha. It's made of two words. Du, which means dirty. Ka, which comes from a Sanskrit word akasha or akash. Does anybody know what that word means? Space. So a dirty space. Originally, the word referred to a wound. Donc, au départ, ça, en par rapport à une blessure. In medical terminology. Dans un terme médical. If you have a dirty wound, si vous avez une it's an open sale, space un, un in clair, the body. Dans le corps. It also referred to the center of a chariot wheel. Nowadays, Yeah, nowadays there's something called ball bearings. Do you know what ball bearings are? Amazing invention. 
Okay. Before ball bearings, you would take an axle and you would put it in the center of a hub, both made of wood or stone. And what happens to the hub? It gets bigger, it gets warped, worn out, and dirty. That space was called Doka. Eventually, Doka takes on a more psychological meaning. It refers to the space in our lives where we can't be content. Where we're not satisfied. Where we feel a sense of lack. Dukkha comes from not getting what we want. Getting what we don't want. It also comes from being separated from what we love. Sometimes you love somebody or something with your whole body. This sometimes happens with a piece of land, a view, or a person that you love them not just with your mind but you love them with your skin and your breathing and your stomach and your kidneys and then you have to be separated they die they get ill or you get ill or things change Have you ever been separated from somebody you love? Yes. It is so painful. People say it's emotional. But if you've really been separated from somebody you love, you know it's physical. It's like somebody was ripped out of your body. And you feel like you will never ever get that back. Maybe that's true. Maybe you can never get that part of your body back. Ever again. So this is called Dukkha. It seems to be built into human experience. In early religion, The goal of religious practice is to get rid of dukkha. One of the major contributions of the Buddha is his teaching that the best way to work with dukkha is to embrace it. Most people hear this and they think this is such a pessimistic philosophy that we should embrace suffering. So they quit and they start doing Pilates and drinking Pernod and reading Lacan. Who probably drank a lot of Pernod himself. <laughs> so, the first characteristic of a spiritual path in both the Buddhist tradition and the Yoga Sutra tradition is to have the courage to open up to life exactly the way it is. Isn't this what we're doing in our practice? Learning how to be with the body as it changes and ages. In France, you can talk about this. In California, you're not allowed to talk about aging. 
You have your yoga teacher certificate taken away. <laughs> so it's nice to be able to talk about aging. Um, I'm sorry, there's someone here from California. <laughs> She's the only one here who's not aging. <laughs> um, the second characteristic is impermanence. Everything that is born changes. Everything that comes alive dies and then comes alive in another way. When your body dies, if you burn it, it goes up in flames, the smoke goes into the sky, it mixes with the clouds, then when it rains, all your friends get wet with your body. If you get buried and you don't have too many chemicals in your body, you will decompose. You will be you will be eaten by worms and then the worms will excrete you into the soil. Somebody will plant flowers. The bees will come and pollinate the flowers. Somebody will make very good honey. Then you will put the honey in your tea. And that's ancestor honey. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Nothing dies. Everything that dies is reborn as something else. But it has nothing to do with you. When you die, your body will be reborn and will become many other things. What a relief that you will never die. But the story of you, we have no idea what happens to that story. What a relief. Because the story is not so good. And if the story of you is very, very good, you're probably suffering a lot. Because you think the story is real. Everything changes. Our relationships change. Your stories change. What's important to you changes. You may have a job. And for 15 years, you think this is your calling. This is what I'm meant to do. And then one day, your heart changes. And then you realize, I don't need to do this anymore. And you have to be able to let go. Maybe you had a really good idea last year. And now you realize that was a very bad idea. <laughs> But if you can't change, and there's no space in your life, then you'll suffer. The world is always changing. So how you serve also needs to change because we're only happy when we're serving. But sometimes how we think we need to serve and what our community needs are not the same. So the third characteristic is impermanence. I mean the second characteristic is impermanence. There is a part of your mind 
that hates impermanence. And so it will create stories to make things seem permanent. My marriage is permanent. But then once in a while, you say, you're not the person I married. You've changed. And they say to you, you are not the person I married. You've changed. So maybe there is no such thing as a relationship. Because a relationship is not a thing. And if you relate to relationship as a thing, et si vous pensez qu'une relation c'est une chose then you suffer alors vous allez souffrir nobody is always angry personne n'est toujours en, en colère there is no such thing as a depressed person il n'y a pas une, ça n'existe pas une personne déprimée there is no such thing as a schizophrenic person il n'y a pas de schizophrénique there is no ça. such thing as a bad child il n'y a pas non plus de mauvais enfants. There is no such thing as a kid in prison who is only bad. Il n'y a pas non plus d'enfant en prison qui est mauvais. In certain conditions, dans certaines conditions, certain actions arise. Certaines actions arrivent, vont arriver. And then the conditions change. Et après les conditions vont changer. If you eat certain kinds of food, si vous mangez certaines euh, nourritures, and your relationships are unstable. Et que votre relation est, est pas du tout stable. And certain chemicals in the brain are present. Et certains produits chimiques sont présents dans votre cerveau. And it's a certain kind of weather. Et que c'est un certain temps. Depression arises. La dépression va arriver. And then you go to the south of France. Et après vous allez au sud de la France. You have an almond croissant. <laughs> Even if you have a gluten allergy. <laughs> Even if you're vegan. Même si vous êtes vegan. Suddenly you're happy. Then an hour later, you're terrible again. So this is called impermanence. The third characteristic is called emptiness. It means that there is no such thing as a thing. Donc, il n'y a pas une, une telle chose qu'une chose. This is the most difficult teaching. C'est le, l'enseignement le plus difficile. It's easy to understand with your intellect. C'est facile de le comprendre avec l'intellect. But it takes a long time to live in your heart. Mais c'est très difficile. Ça met du temps pour que ça live in your heart. The emptiness. Yeah. Pour que, votre, pour que le vide arrive dans votre cœur. If everything is changing, si tout change, what holds it all together? Qu'est-ce qui tient les choses ensemble là? In meditation practice, dans la pratique de la méditation, you can feel when you slow down. Vous sentez quand vous ralentissez. How sensations are always changing. Comment les sensations sont toujours Your en train de changer. changing. Vos pensées sont toujours en train de changer. Your breath is always changing. Votre respiration. One day your back bends feel very good. Un jour votre extension arrière est super. You think I am so advanced. Et vous pensez que vous êtes très avancé. The next day you're so stiff. Et le jour d'après vous êtes très raide. Or some people say, I haven't practiced for two weeks. I'm a terrible yogi. So you get on your mat and you have the best back bends you've ever had. If everything's changing, then what is at the core? In every religion, religion, the core of the core is your heart and it's called your soul. When the teachings that I'm talking about 
dans les enseignements dont il parle, are refined by the Buddha, ont été raffinés par le Bouddha. The idea of a soul that's eternal at the core of yourself seems to go against the teaching that everything is impermanent. Because if yourself is a construction that's changing all the time. Even if it feels like it's happening to a me. You cannot find the me. If you try and find me under a microscope, you can't find it. If you pick up a flower and you try to point to the essence of the flower, is the essence in the smell? Is the essence in the color? What is a color? A neuroscientist will tell will tell you that there is no such thing as a color. The color is not in the object. The color is not in your mind. The color is a relationship. And in that relationship, color arises. But it's not a thing. Likewise, a flower. It has no essence. You can't find the actual thing that's a flower. It's only a series of relationships. So we say a flower is empty of an inherent core. That is the core of the flower. Because a flower is only relationship. So when we say empty, it means it's empty of a thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So this has two levels. One level is this teaching of saying something is empty of a thing was used to criticize religion in ancient India. To say that the idea that there is a soul from the point of view of a meditator is to say the soul is just an idea. That there is something in me that doesn't change. So What's interesting about the Buddha's teaching and how it influences the yoga tradition is that instead of opening up to what doesn't change, we become intimate with what does change. That is the opposite of most religions. In most religions, we try to connect with what's eternal, with what doesn't change. In this tradition, we are learning how to open to the water element how everything about our lives is changing. How do we build a life from what is changing as opposed to building a life on an idea? In Ontario, where I live, if you go to the lake or small rivers, they have little insects 
Il y a des petits insectes. Called pond skaters. Des pond skaters. They have long legs. Ils ont des très grandes jambes, assez araignées doux. And they walk on the water. Et ils marchent sur l'eau, les araignées doux. My Hebrew name is Moshe. I was told that one day in my past I parted the sea. I think that's very cool. The first time I saw a pond skater I thought this is, this is it. Something that can walk on water. It doesn't even have to part the water. It can just walk along the water. It feels the vibration of other insects. And it moves horizontally towards the vibration to catch them. I think that a pond skater, the insect, should be the mascot for yoga. <laughs> How do we build a life on the ground that is groundless? How do we construct a life out of water when we make everything so concrete? This is the truth. This is the only person I love. This is the only house I will ever live in. I'm French. <laughs> Then we suffer. And people around us suffer. You're never always French. You're never always a woman. You're never always a man. You're never always upset. Maybe your nature is more melancholy. Or maybe your nature is more social. But you're not one thing. You do not have to be the person today that you were yesterday. This is the core of the teaching. So these three characteristics, dukkha, impermanence, and the fact that there is no such thing as a self, even though it feels like it, there's no thing there. These three characteristics are what combine to teach us about karma. Last night I defined karma as creativity. In the best sense of that word. How do you make something creative? In the conditions that you're living in. All of us are neurotic. Our thoughts go in repetitions. I have a lot of students who are artists. Many have written great novels or made good films and whenever artists come and practice with me especially when we do silent retreats there's always a point where they say I am scared because what if my mind goes blank and I won't have any ideas and then I will be blocked But that's another idea. When people are creative, it's hard to keep up your creative life. 
c'est difficile de garder cette vie créative. If you can't work with your mind. Si vous pouvez pas travailler avec votre mental. Because your ideas always eventually go in circles. Parce qu'après vos idées vont toujours être en boucle. In meditation, you look at your ideas. En méditation, vous regardez vos idées. Without grasping them. Sans vous accrocher à elles. And then they settle. Et du coup, elles restent. And then they settle. Your ideas, you see your, your ideas, but you don't hold on to them. You just see, oh, there's an interesting idea. Do, do you understand? You hear a boat. Oh, that's a nice boat. I need a boat like that. How do I get a boat like that? Does that boat run on gasoline? Maybe I should get a solar power boat. I should invent solar power boats. I am going to start a company inventing solar power boats. We'll be based in Monaco. Big yachts, all run by the sun. And then you get into that. But actually, it's probably not such a great idea. Because usually, if you don't hold on to your ideas, a more creative idea is there under the surface. It doesn't come from you. You understand? That's why this image I said at the beginning of the path that's underneath all the weeds. If we're not still and quiet, It's hard to open to that creative path. C'est très difficile de s'ouvrir à ce pas, à ce chemin très créatif. Your true nature. Votre vraie nature. Is your creativity. Et votre créativité. When you're fully in your life. Quand vous. Vous êtes pleinement dans votre vie. You can respond creatively. Vous pouvez répondre à la créativité. This is called karma. It's the essence of our practice. Thank you very much. I would like to take a break for... What time do we finish? Let's take a break for 10 minutes and then we can have more time for discussion and practice.